Cameron. <laughs> How do I say my name? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see how many friends science has. Ooh. Have we done that one? No. Okay, that's Not good. that I recall. Because like, I wrote it and I was like, oh, I think, I think we've done that one. Anyway, I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Gibson. G'day from T. Bag. And Cameron Shearer. Hi. Are we doing full names now? Is this a thing? Well... I've been saying Andrew Stapleton for ages, and then you always go, oh, hello, Andrew. So I'm like, fine. But now you, I just realized you guys are full names. So what would you prefer in the future? Or oh, any of my nicknames except Teabag. Teabag it is. <laughs> and <laughs> fuck. Well, don't make me say my name because I can't say it. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> it's really formal. Cameron. Cameron. Oh, I'm saying all the letters. <laughs> Cam- Cameron. Is that, is, that, is that excellent pronunciation or enunciation? What's the difference between the two? I didn't even know there was a difference. Next Skidoro. topic. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how many friends do you guys have? Give me a number. I want an actual number. Oh, you know, isn't the question how many friends does science have? Yes, but we always ask you first. Oh, okay. Uh, I would estimate I'd have approximately 150. No, way no, less. You, no, you don't. Yeah, way I do. Way less. Yeah, that's what Facebook says. Facebook lies though, but no, no. But you use Facebook like an old person. Like you actually do have only friends on there. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And yeah. one ex-girlfriend. Uh, yes, <gasps> yes, yes. Hold on. No, two. You haven't got two ex-girlfriends. <laughs> you liar. You liar. <laughs> I was a Mac Daddy back in the day. Oh, <laughs> teabag. I can assure you. <laughs> People's, I'm, I tell you what, if anyone out there on the podcast knows Teabag from years ago, uh, get on the forum, yep. let us know what oh, you think of him. Jesus, yeah. this we could be stories. a fucking disaster. I've got we some English some mates who could really cause some problems for we me We want there. stories, we want pictures, we get will, on the forum. We Tre- will read anything out word for word. All right. Yeah. Dan, Trevor, James, Berwick, all you English wankers out there, Chris, Chris Gland, Anderson... Do yes, not respond. The gland. The gland. The gland. The gland. Do not respond. We love the gland. We love not, the I gland. was a monk when I was at Nottingham all those years ago. Nothing uh, happened. So we know Nothing based on here. those names, you've Nothing got at here. least five friends. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, how many friends do you have? Well, I don't really know. I don't count. Come on. Give uh, me an estimate. One, one hundred. One hundred. Yeah, that's how many 100. people were at my wedding. One hundred. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, well, you know that many people at least. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And those are those are friends. Yep. All right. Good. Do you know what those what do you numbers? Think? No, I think I. I, I mean, well, about yourself. About me? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to judge <laughs> oh, okay, me. So. Like, you look like you're being asked. Do you believe I've got a hundred yeah. mates? Well, you're, you're, like, you're at the no. wedding. No, at all. No. Well, Rent- some of them look un- unhappy to be at the wedding. Rent a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, friends? No. Do you know what I? I have very few close friends. Ooh. I have a very select. I reckon I've only got about sort of 30 Ooh. close friends. Ooh. And it was starting to get to a stage earlier, uh, when I say earlier, like six months ago, where I was making new friends mm-hmm. and I, I was starting to have to implement a one-in-one-out policy. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's very yeah. scientific of you. Yeah. I love hanging out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... You just don't want a birthday on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And the moment you start getting over about 50, it's every weekend. Birthday, but they're lovely people. I love them. But it gets a bit too much. So, one in, one out. So, I mean, I haven't been in your bedroom, but I'm Thank now... Thank you. <laughs> I'm now imagining that you've got somewhere on your wall, yep. probably written in pencil directly onto the wall, knowing yep. you, uh, some kind of list of your 30. Knowing you. Oh, 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 where are we on the list? If you had to put us as numbers and the top number means the better friend, where's me and Cameron? Well, Cameron would be, well, I see you guys every week. Yeah. I yeah. do like you. It's pretty yeah. important. Yeah. So. That's irrelevant. Where's Cameron and where am I? <laughs> so one of you is 30, one of you is 29. I can't say which one's which. <laughs> But we're on the list. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've just got to meet one trendy person, bump one of you off. Cameron is kind of competitive. Would you like to be 29, Cameron? I could cede no, my position to you. I also like living on the edge, so I'm happy with 30. <laughs> <laughs> living on the All right, edge. how many would science have? How many friends does science need? Okay, it's one of two numbers, infinite or zero. Infinite? Infinite or zero? Infinite. I mean, preferred infinite. infinity? Infinity, infinity. Infinite, infinite. Or nout. Or zero. Cameron? Science has no friends. Oh, all right. So, oh. why no friends? I think that science has to be completely impartial. And then as soon as friendship comes into it, it loses that impartiality. I buy that argument. Science would have two friends. Two? Two friends. Oh, who? Who would that be like? Art and history? What? So the first friend. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) You guys didn't react at all. No. It wasn't that good. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Okay, my little munchkins. Hello. Yep. Um, um, What's now? What I like about you, Cameron, is you don't try to host. <laughs> you just prompt. <laughs> Not like old tea I like bag like Cameron here. sounds like surprise. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh is it news? Uh, Sorry. Well, hang on a minute. We're doing news of the week, are we? <laughs> hang on. Did you just say news? I haven't said that yet. <laughs> Stop hosting. <laughs> He's crossed into the host He's zone. He's crossed into the, Both of you, honestly, I'm going to turn off your mics in a minute. And it's just going to be an hour of me. <laughs> Guess what? 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 Is news for the week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing it. I didn't think we'd do it this week. <laughs> yeah. We're nah. doing it. Oh, my God. Gibbo, go. All right. Big news. Always big news. <laughs> Love it. Massive news. I don't know how it happens, but every fortnight, just amazing things keep happening to uh, the teaster. So, okay. I am on an ARC linkage grant. What? what? Hang on. Uh, sound effect. And that's, I don't want that changed. That's the sound. Fine. You're on a grant, Chris. On an oh my ARC God. ARC linkage. Hang grants. on, let me just confirm a successful money oh, yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. You mean submitted grant or accepted? No, no, no. It's been funded. What? what? Was that the same? Fine. (laughs) That was approximately the same. Uh, How many Delaros? How many what? Delaros. Delaros. (laughs) Oh, right. Sorry. So an ARC linkage grant is where um, you ask for a bunch of money from the government and then you rope a company in to throw some money at it as well. So okay. the money we get from the government is about. Is this four... how you worded the grant? No, <laughs> no, no. Someone far more articulate. We're gonna we're gonna rope we've, these guys in. We've roped in some weird mining company. Yeah, yeah. BHP or something. Never I heard think. of them. Yeah, anyway, they're reasonably successful. <laughs> um, I can't start dissing the grant yet. <laughs> the grant's amazing. Thank you. Uh, the so some if, companies given money and the yep. government gives money as well. Yeah, and and it, they try to match the funding. So we got four hundred eighty-five from the IRC. And we've got approximately three hundred from from BHP, so it's about seven hundred eighty-five thousand like a... Aussie dollars. Oh. Yep. Say that number again. Seven hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. Oh. 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 Give Andy a cigarette. Yeah. So there we go. That's a lot of money. Yep. How much do you get? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I actually get any to spend myself. But oh well, that's not necessarily true. So so I have to have a big shout out to Professor Alan Pring. Shout out to the Pringster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nicknames, nicknames. I, I'm not coming up with any nicknames for Alan right now. Pringers, Pringers, no, no. Pringles. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll go for Pringles, <laughs> but you guys came up with it, not me. Doctor Pring. <laughs> I I have to be in a sort of awed zone for Alan for quite a while yet before I start giving him nicknames. Big Al. No, I'm not, not 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 going for that. Not going for that yet. Alster. <laughs> Alster Pring. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> of course he wouldn't. Why would he listen to this podcast? <laughs> He's busy <laughs> making money. <laughs> He's busy making you look good. No, um he so what he did was yeah. he took a risk on a maverick, young, fresh faced, um, do gooder go getter called Dr. C. T. Gibson. Hang on. Took a what? risk and put my name on the grant. And luckily, that didn't cause the grant not to get funded. (laughs) (laughs) 
And um, yeah, so the snake oil's been sold and money's been given. So perfect. Yeah. Well, well done. Thank you. Well done, Gibbo. Thank you. I still feel like I, I can't quite relax yet. I don't know why. I f- still feel it's going to get taken away from me for some reason. So <laughs> I'm going to wait a little bit before I really start to celebrate. So you feel like the grant funder will just say, "Not today, Gibbo." Just someone's <laughs> someone's going to go. Eh, eh, sorry, A- you thought you were on a grant. Now you're not. April Fools. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, did it come out in April <laughs> No, 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 that's not an April Fool's joke. Okay, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah uh, good news, good news. So that is massive news, so Thank massive you. you don't need to fill in your allotted time with any of the regular BS. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to hand it over to you guys to, to try and follow You're not up. hosting, Chris. <laughs> stop, you're host- not- and also you stop hosting. <laughs> yeah, you told me not to host and you were hosting while you were doing that. Look, All right, everybody. my news. No! <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> Today, I had a paper accepted. <gasps> oh, my oh God, another shit. paper. Cameron, guess what? So, a- did, so did I. I forgot to mention. <laughs> oh, you've had your go. Be quiet, you. Another one, Cameron. Another this one. Is, you are on fire. Um, what number is this? I've had a good year. You mean ever or ever. this year? Uh, I don't know. 40-something. Oh, that's very fucking 40 papers good, people accepted in two months. That's impressive. Oh, sorry, no. you make over your whole career. <laughs> <laughs> right, so wow, yeah. Number, I mean, the number is actually somewhat less than that. But anyway, still impressive, Cameron, whatever that number is. Yeah, I think it's been something like three or four this year. That's right. pretty good. Now, this was accepted in Chemistry and Asian Journal. Mm-hmm. Now, Hang the, on. So, Chemistry. Chemistry dash an Asian Journal. That is a very strange name. It is a very strange name. The publisher is Wiley, okay, an official yep. official Peapop recognized publisher. Yep. It's real. It's uh, real. Certified. Peapop certified. <laughs> it's got an impact factor. It's real. And the impact factor is four point five. Oh. Which is a which is an okay to good impact factor, I think. I think good. five is good. So four point five is getting there. I love it. This paper I submitted on the 24th of March yep. and today's the 5th of April. So that's a 12-day acceptance. <gasps> no oh. no request for revision. Accepted. Accepted as is. Oh my, you have just hit Is it the, really? You are yeah. so good at science. Fuck, that's amazing. And I've never can I just that? add that I'm, I'm cheese on that paper. Chris has cheesed in that paper. Yeah, I'm cheese. Oh, and this paper, I am first author and corresponding author. So oh, well done. The first one in a while where I haven't been a some flavor of cheese myself. Yeah, that's uh, but, fantastic. Tell, tell us in two sentences what the paper's about. All right, so everybody that's loves one. <laughs> putting DNA... <laughs> Onto carbon nanotubes. So what I wanted to do <laughs> I was love it. to I do look it all the time. into how to get rid of that DNA <gasps> from the carbon nanotubes. And what I found is that if you use acid or base, it works very good at doing that. Well, that done. is a fucking That's great sentence. That's very good. <laughs> yes. Said in one breath. Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. Well done. Well done. Excellent. Excellent. And so, because I've cheesed myself on that paper, yes. I currently think Cameron's awesome. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep going with news. Do it. Do it. I have some viewer feedback. Oh, oh shit! So, where's all this viewer feedback? I can't find any of this. Viewer is this feedback. personal feedback or this is this? This one's come to my personal email address. Oh, this is excellent. Shit. Hang on, are you hosting? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might pick up on that. It, can I just ask? Is, is, does any of it concern me? Yes. So you might you might actually listen to this bit of news. Yeah, I'm going to pay attention now. Usually I just zone all right. out. All right. It says. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, Cameron, go. To Andy, Cameron, and Chris. That's us. All right. Now, I mean, thanks for saying our names, but that's not our preferred order. It's Cameron, Chris, and Andy is our author Hang order. Hang on. Oh, yes. No, we agreed. Yeah. Yep. No, fine. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Why am I in the middle? I'm the talent. Shouldn't I be first? <laughs> <laughs> another time. <laughs> You can bring it up in another podcast. Yeah. The change to the author All order. All these things I mentioned never get in the podcast because Andy edits them out. I just can't know. As a long time in... So the, the, the letter continues. That wasn't it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shit, there's more. As a long time enthusiast of your podcast, I have a request to make. I have been downloading your thought-provoking and entertaining ramblings to listen at my leisured... That's a spelling mistake, but it's okay. But have noticed that episodes 21 and 24 
aren't currently available for download. Oh. The reason why I'm after all the episodes is that I'm planning an extended grey nomad holiday in the near future and we'll have your podcast on high rotation on two separate occasions. Right, now just pause here. Chris, do you know what a grey nomad is? It is an elderly person that intends to drive a vehicle around Australia and holiday. Perfect. All right. They continue now they're, they're, when they're going to use it. Firstly, while driving, as it will most certainly keep me informed, amused, and most importantly, awake while driving the vast distance out back Australia. I look forward to listening to them a second or third time because as, just like a classic movie or great wine, you always <laughs> pick up on something new the more opportunities you have to savoury it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Secondly, on Sunday mornings... Macca in the mornings, which I guess is some other radio mm. show. It seems to dominate the airways while cooking the bacon and eggs. I guess that's at Caravan Parks. Um, mm-hmm. I find Macca painful and plan on pitting, publish, perish or podcast against Macca a little louder than I should. Yes. Which I'm sure will open up a whole new group of followers for you. So, Grey Nomad followers. Grey Nomads, we love you. So, Chris, you're going to have to bring in even more old person references. Yep, no worries. I can do that. I was born in 1971, so I know loads. So, he finishes off by saying, keep up the good work, especially Chris. Neil. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. So, I mean, I don't actually know anyone called Neil. But their email address uh, is my dad's email address. So maybe that was him. That maybe, was writing it maybe. In. <laughs> well. My, my dad is not called Neil. <laughs> I like the way he's got us all in. He's like, oh, send it as like a person. That way they think they've got an actual fan. Oh, that's so nice. Well, that, Neil. That's, that's lovely. Neil, That's lovely. I will get on to make sure episodes 21 and 24 are downloadable. Um, so I'm on it. I'm on I'm it. I'm on it too, Neil. I'll make sure that that is possible as well. I'll let Chris know when I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for the score update on the P-Pop's most relevant scientist. Ooh, so this is where we divide yes. our citations for the year by our total number of papers. And so that will tell us which of us is the most relevant. So who's getting the Mm, most sites recently? I still don't think that's the best way to do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Andrew Stapleton, 15 sites. You've gone up. Yes. 14 papers. Yes. P-Pop's relevant scientist score of 1.1. Yes. Very Uh, good. 1.07. 1.07. You've got to go to two decimal places. (laughs) No, I've got 15. That's a significant score of significant figures of two. Mm. All right then. <laughs> All right, tea bag. You've got sixty-one. <laughs> you've got it. sixty-one sites this year for your sixty-one papers. Mm. P-pop score of a one. Currently mm. sitting below Andy. Loser. <laughs> this can't be right. And I've, I've even dropped out of science. <laughs> I know. That's why this comp- There's something flawed in this competition. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it. I love it. All right. So I've got fifty-eight sites. That's less than you, Chris. Uh, but I've only got forty papers. So. Uh, P-pop relevant scientist score of one point four five. Yeah, this is a Currently competition. Oh, well this done. is a competition, well listeners, done. that rewards mediocrity. Mediocrity. That's what it rewards. Everyone out there, fans of Gib. <laughs> what do you want them to do? Gibsters, write in. Tea baggers. Write, <laughs> write in. Uh, 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 what do you call it when um, email? <laughs> send an electronic mail. <laughs> To the relevant people and protest this competition. What do you call it when like hordes of people get on the internet and just like uh, send an avalanche of messages to try and change public opinion? Troll? That? Troll! Troll Andy, troll Cameron. Let's get this competition changed. Yeah, look, I need a few more followers on Twitter. That'd be fine. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Cameron. Congratulations, Andy. All right, my news. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, you got news. I mean, I was going to ask you, but I was. I scared. thought we were going to just go straight to science. This, but um, we have to do your bit first. Sorry. So, guys, it's been a it's been a tough five weeks. What changing since quitting? Since quitting job? Since quitting job. my job? <laughs> since quitting job? This is suddenly you. You are good with words, aren't you? I'm very bad at this. <laughs> You're in the media now. I, I know. Oh God, I need to cut some cocaine. Right. right. What's been happening? So. Look, I've been out. I've been 
trying to speak to people. Yeah. I've okay. been trying to get up in people's faces. Yeah. Do it. I'm yeah. Emailing people. Mm. You are. I've yeah. been pitching, pitching mm-hmm. article ideas to everywhere. Don't forget the phone. I sent out f- phone. You can you call people up on the phone. I, oh yeah, God! I feel, yeah. Thanks, Chris. I'm pleased you're here. You, you no. troll them on. You troll them on, <laughs> on their on their phone. Send them dick pics. <laughs> so yeah, you've done all that. I've done all that. I sent out probably ten pictures. Guess how much I heard back? Pictures. Pictures. <laughs> you just um, said dick pics before, and then you, I know. you said something that sounded like pictures. So I sent for a 10, moment, I was like, "That's not going to work." I sent it. ten dick. Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> there's, been some, there's been some uh, you pitched news your dick. recently on dicks, huh? <laughs> a lot of science dick news. Yeah. So guess how much? Uh, you guess how much I heard back? One. What? What? Ten pitches. Four. One. I actually feel like you asked us this question last week. Good. And all it said was <laughs> no thanks. I probably did. But <laughs> here we go. I'm pleased to announce that this week. Oh, ten whoa, more, whoa, whoa! What's going on? Ten, ten more pitches this week. Wait, no, I've been, I'm, something's happening. Something's happened. I am writing <gasps> for <gasps> Science Alert. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Andy, Andy, <laughs> yeah. For those people who don't quite understand what that's sure. about, because they're out there, they're they out are, there. They are out Could there. Could you please explain what that so means? So Science Alert is a science publishing company that started in 2007. I knew that. And their Facebook and social media focused public publishing company. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so all mm-hmm. of their stuff gets pushed out on Facebook. Yep. And they've got a website as well. And the first pitch I ever sent out I noticed some activity on the old Twitter stream. Okay. I noticed oh, some old... That's called the Twitter sphere. The, tw- the Twit sphere. Twit sphere. And yeah. then I noticed a few hits on the old website. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. And then the CEO of that company added me on Twitter and I was like, oh, and then nothing. And then I got a phone call saying, hey, we'd love for you to write with us. Hooray. Yay. I told you. So the phone. The happened. good old phone. The good old phone. Good couple old phone. A couple of tins and some string. So that's it. There so look, I, I'm really pleased because it's been a pretty quiet five weeks. But I think in the long run, that's probably that's not, not long, that long at, at all. all. Jesus, no. I've spent months in between contracts. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, months and months. My poor dad, he can, he can attest to this. Some- Me living at home with mum and dad. Horrible for him. <laughs> horrible. I can only Sorry, imagine. Yeah. Just horrible. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Your dad listens to the podcast. He does. He does. He's right, it, right now he's name? nodding. Yep, what's it was name? horrible. <laughs> Tom. Tom, let us know how bad it was. Yeah. The yeah. real T of the real T bag. That's right. No, he's not. I'd call him T Bone. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. T Bone, if you're listening, send us some info. Send us some info about tea bag. <laughs> you could interview some really important people in science that I know, like Chris yeah. Sader. Like, no, like, John Sader. No, like, like the guy, Cameron. The, no, I'm not pointing to Cameron. Oh, the other guy in the room. No one points with their thumb. This guy. <laughs> this guy. People. That's it. So that's my news. So I'm excited to actually do a job. So when do you want to? That's great. When do you want to do? When do you want to do? From home, from home in my underwear. Oh, Cameron sent a really funny clip around about working from home. Yeah, it was about wanking. (laughs) Do you know what? I haven't. Like I can say this. I have not wanked once when I'm meant to be working. That will change now. I've got a job. Alright, my lovely little cheeky chappies. Our topic for the day is from the Facebook page. Oh my god, the Facebook page. Yeah, published perish your podcast, I guess. Oh my god, know. that's it. I'm the on the Facebook page. You are. You on keep there. on forgetting that you've got admin rights and yeah. you keep posting commenting as if you're us, but you're actually you. Oh, I don't understand. What have I what have, <laughs> <laughs> what have I been doing? <laughs> From the Facebook page, it's from one of our mega fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mega fans. So much of a fan that she married one of us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's exactly what happened. And it's Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Yay. Lauren. Thanks Thank for the you. question. This question and was put on the 30th of the 12th, 
Yeah. 2016, been a long time coming. It's been a long time but coming. But luckily I mentioned it last week that we should do it. So Lauren, it's me that made this happen. And thanks for being so patient, Lauren. We're going to make it Thank worth your while. And, and we're going to get to everything on our Facebook page and forum. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's just hard when you get two episodes. Uh, no, sorry, one episode every two weeks. Yeah. 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 We will, but we will keep do coming everything. In. Keep them coming. Keep them Cameron, coming. this is them. your chance to tell Lauren that you love, love, you love, love her. Go. <laughs> Oh, that made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> go on. Say I love you, Schmoopy. Say I love you, Schmoopy. Oh, Snuffle Bunny. Come on. All right, let's go. Oi, stop hosting. <laughs> right. So the question is from Lauren, is doing a PhD worth it? Oh. No, that's a question. That is a That question. is a question that cuts to the core of P-pop. Yeah. So, Cameron, yeah. being married to our mega fan, yeah, I am. I'm going to give you the option to go first. I mean, I did this last week, so I'm trying to like, what, what, what's a PhD? What is a PhD? So the way I think of it is that it's an apprenticeship to be a to be an academic. I've said the same thing again this this week. Now you're saying the same thing as last week. No, this is I, Groundhog I ne- Day. I never say the same, same thing each week. You do. No, no. You always talk bollocks. <laughs> I didn't. Say, I said what a PhD thesis was, and then that that was a ah. demonstration of excellence in a field or, or topic. Yeah. So now this week I'm saying a, a PhD, the whole thing, thing is an apprenticeship. Is an apprenticeship to be an academic. Yeah. Mm. And then the problem, like, so apprenticeships work in a lot of fields because you get you get your master. And they say, hey, look, this is what I do. And, you know, you do this, you do that, and you'll be just like me. But the problem is in science, there's just not that many academic positions available. That apprenticeship is sometimes not going to be directly what job you're going to have at the end of it. Uh, And so I think that's really the core issue with a PhD and whether someone should do it or not. Just the fact that what you're really being trained for directly isn't necessarily what you're going to be doing at the end of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it I think it is worth it as long as the person doing it um, is also using that time to develop leadership skills, time management, planning um, that can be used elsewhere. So it's these transferable sure. skills that you know we, we talk about Are sometimes. Those soft skills is that how they just talk about them? Oh, I I haven't heard that. Oh, because I saw uh, there's an article today and it was talking about that a certain university in Australia is requiring PhD students to take six units of other things to develop soft skills. Ah, okay. And I, yeah, think- I feel like that probably comes into that banner. Yeah. 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 It is. I've, I'm hearing murmurs about this kind of thing happening uh, in pockets mm. around the place and it's probably going to be quite widespread. Yeah. Gibbo, thoughts? Uh, so I, I think it depends for me on your motivation, right? So if you're one of these people who... You've done your undergrad, and we've talked about this before. You've sort of stumbled into honours. You're not really sure what you want to do next. You've got a bit of time in your hands to think, fuck it, I'll do a PhD. Yeah. Fuck it's, it. So you're spinning your it's wheels. The, just the easiest thing to do next. For them, I would advise don't. I really yeah. would. I think that's you're sort of wasting your time. You're wasting valuable years. that You could be doing something you really want to do. I mm. think you should spend your time actually focusing on what you want to do. If you're just doing it and you're not really intending to get into some kind of scientific career... You know, whether it's like an actual scientist or like yourself in the media or something related to science. I, I don't know. I'm sort of like, what's what's the bother? You know, do something mm. else. So in that regard, I would say no. If you're wanting to become an academic, then you've you kind of got to do it. It's kind of something you have to you yeah. have to go through. That I mean, the disadvantages of doing it are, and I've got a few written down. I didn't want to focus entirely on the negatives, but I there did, are did, negatives. I did kind of is is kind of what Cameron said. Career path is uncertain. Yeah, you're kind of putting your life a little bit on hold. I don't know what PhD scholarships are like these days, but when I went through, I think they were basically the same as the old age pension. Not many old age pensioners were saving up for homes uh, or superannuation or things like that. So yeah. you're kind of putting things on hold for a, for quite a while. Yeah. Because a PhD can take anywhere between three to five years. Well, certainly. So I got out the other side of my PhD and the people that I went to school with or, or were friends that didn't do any sort of uni stuff at all, they already had a house. They uh, already had bought a house. They'd yeah. done an apprenticeship as an electrician or as a like an IT. There was a guy that did an IT um, TAFE course. Okay. He did that for a couple of years, come out the other end, got an excellent job, 
and in that time i had just like moved another kind of step forward and yeah. he had already kind of got an awesome house um you know not that money and thing is 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 kind of the, the, the be all and end all yeah, but he the, was also the true metric of success yeah, but also he was just very happy yeah you know yeah. and then i was there slaving away not not quite filling the happiness box yeah I and mean, if you want to come out at the end of it with a guaranteed permanent job no mm. i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna do the no 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 you have to be prepared to accept a bit of uncertainty yeah so i i mean i i trying to did a bit of math in my head mm. so i don't know what the phd uh, scholarship is either but for the sake of easy math which is p-pop supports easy math is it a hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> so we can do percentages <laughs> so i think the the phd stipend for or the the scholarship which we you get in australia is something like twenty five thousand dollars a year yeah oh, a lot since my day which was you just got two bits Okay, and so in comparison, if I had the choice between a PhD position or say a graduate workplace, like yeah. a, a coming out just after your 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 third year uni, fourth year uni, mm-hmm. then you'd probably be looking at something like, you know, a bit of bit of peepop math here. Do it. Something like fifty thousand dollars a year. Sure. I think that's as a graduate. Like, as a graduate level yeah. or graduate entry into yeah, a position, there's of course fair. room to move up from there, but it's something. It was something like and that. And we're talking Australian dollars for our international listeners. Yep. So uh, you know, divided by a lot to <laughs> to be any other currency. <laughs> <laughs> and so what that means is that, say, person A who's doing the PhD versus person B who's gone to the graduate position. Yeah. Over the three years, which is probably the minimum time for a PhD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The PhD person's then losing $75,000. So they're basically then, that like that's a sunk cost. They're basically paying yeah. $75,000 to do the PhD. Mm. Yeah, but I, but I think what Cameron's about to say is the potential money you can earn after a PhD may compensate for Cameron, that. Cameron, did Christus read your mind? I do have that number. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so I think uh, here, um, and peep up math again, like a low-level postdoc, you're getting something like 75 grand a year. Yeah. Um, and so what that means is that, and so the person in the graduate position, they're probably up to not quite that much, but they would have gone up, but I'm not mm. going to include that in my maths. Um, so what it means is that you're going to take about four years longer to catch up so mm, that okay. you're like to, to make up the deficit. Yeah. So that's a total yeah. of seven years until you're then kind of equal, equal with yeah. that person who's got the graduate position, and then yeah. you are expected to say earn more money from there if yep. if earnings important. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's assume for the argument it is yes. Yeah. So, but that's if you finish in three years. I mean, so I mean, I had I was relatively quick, and I finished in three and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think four now, like oh, it's commonplace. Four yeah. is probably good. At the moment, four is pretty good these uh, days. Yeah. At, least, at least where we work, and people are doing five or six years. So if you do four years, that means you've lost one hundred grand um, <gasps> on the the graduate person. So that's taking you five years to come back. Wow! Uh, if you t- do five years, where in that last year you're not going to get any scholarship money in no. Australia. Oh yeah, that's true. You, mm. Then you're losing one hundred and fifty grand. So you're basically paying one hundred and fifty grand to do the PhD. Yeah. Um, and then that's going to take you eight years to, to catch that up. Wow. Holy shit. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of years. And a lot of years. So there is a significant sunk cost yeah. that you really... I mean, I definitely didn't think about it at all nope. when I made the choice. Basically because uh, I got a, the PhD scholarship offer about two weeks after I finished my work. Yeah. Uh, and so I took it without having to ever look... Without having ever looked for a job, mm-hmm. mm. I think I mean that's not uncommon. And in that mass, you have to factor in that eventually down the track, you, you may never get that job that you're after in science anyway. So where do you go? Well, from that's there? the yeah. thing. Like uh, eight uh, years it, in science, at, uh, and no guarantee that yeah. it's going to continue. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you you might be going back to study again or something like to that. To do something in else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, uh, if Gibber had to give some advice to those wanting to do a PhD, if you're serious. And if you want to become an ap- academic, do it, but work your guts out if you, want to make a, if you want to make a career. I think you kind of have to. Well, especially you and you've do, got to play yeah. that game, the paper game, the citation game, the yeah. impact factor game, yeah. as we've talked about many times before. So, is a PhD worth it? For me, 
What do you got? I am going to say for if you're in a position to be offered a PhD position, yeah. <laughs> candidature. Is mm. that what we That's call it? Word. That's oh, a good word. That's a good word. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it feels gross. That. Yeah, that's that too feels many like syllables. even more schemy than yeah. what it already is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love it. But <laughs> I think, Chris, what you said, if you're planning, if you like science enough that you want it to be part of your future career in some in way, shape, any or form, form, yep, in some way, shape, or I'm form, I'm going to say yes, it's worth doing. Yep, that's a fair answer. I'm going to say it's worth yes, it's worth doing because it gives you the soft skills that we talked about. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is at the moment, they're not properly recognized. And that's the issue. That's why you yeah. wouldn't want to have a PhD now. Like you've, you're at the other end, you've got all these skills and people look at you and go, PhD, no thanks. Like yeah. you're too specialized, you're too this. And I think now... You, yeah, they're saying you only know transparent conducting films. That's right. right. You don't have a piece of paper saying project manager. Exactly. But oh, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what you do for yeah. your PhD. So... I think we're. I think now we're turning that around. I think industry, particularly in Australia, they're going. Oh shit! We need innovation. We need clever people to come on board and and run our R and D companies and you know and really turn about uh, advanced manufacturing. Let me know if you agree. A PhD gives you persistence. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Cameron, I, you. I, I, you I did do agree fuff. with that. I do. Oh, well, certainly in my case, there were, I mean. Now I think about it. <laughs> I have seen a lot of PhD students just meander through and get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that does happen a lot. But you at least have to be persistent with your meandering. I, I suppose, yeah, to some degree. Yeah. I mean, it, it gives you challenges to overcome. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure that would come up anyway. So, In life. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I'd, I'd be, I don't know if it's giving me persistence, but persistence is a part of it. Sure. All right. Oh, oh yep. yep. We'll go with that. Yep. Sounds good. This one, resilience. Same. Same. I mean, well, again, like I, I think I developed resilience just because I tried to publish a lot of papers during my PhD and I got knocked back a lot. Mm. So, and I, I, you know, I, you know how much I crave adulation. <laughs> so it really, really stung me when I'd get rejected. So I had to, I had to build myself back up. So I think I did build resilience. Good. I did want to quit at one point. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, I mean, resilience is sort of a broad term. For just not crying a lot. Yeah, I didn't cry like, very much. You know, people people <laughs> tell you all the time, especially during your PhD. Oh, I've done that before; it's not going to work. Like oh, you really have yeah, to yeah, be yeah. resilient to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. aspect of it really sort of uh, builds up. Third one: idea generation, something new. Something I would agree that that those things are there, but I can I can think of so many instances where people have gotten their PhDs without any of those qualities. Yeah, yeah. Well, fair <laughs> yeah. point. Fair well, point. Got, yeah, I'm I'm really thinking about myself. But well, if I think about yeah, myself, yeah. I, I would say yes, yes. I, I think those things were developed. Mm. Uh, yeah. Project management. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna agree on that. Yep. Good. And the last one is, I don't like. I don't sure if I like this word, dedication. Uh, it's so similar to resilience. Yeah, that's right. What was the first one, persistence. Persistence. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. so anyway, so those are the so. sort of those are the things that I, I found online that people were saying PhD students have those soft skills. But like right? you like, said, you can't come at the end of it with a with a degree with a degree stamped with you know you have yeah. a degree in persistence. I've got yeah, a degree yeah. in chemistry, persistence, <laughs> dedication. <laughs> You know, yeah. you, you know, it'd be good if there was some sort of ancillary degrees you came out with, with yeah. that were concrete, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where the six-unit idea from yeah, that's a good idea. whatever that university you talked about before yeah. where, you know, you spend, I don't know what it would be, like two hours a fortnight mm-hmm. just doing something. Being then, persistent. Yeah, being persistent. <laughs> <laughs> being yeah. annoying. And I had an old chemistry teacher who said to me, go as far as you can in whatever you can, because he said, even if you decide then that you really love working in Tesco's, which was like the supermarket, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he said, you're doing that because you really love it yeah, and not because you have to do it. You're not, you're not working in Tesco's saying, oh, I wish oh, I did a degree in exactly, chemistry. Exactly, exactly. But you'd be like, oh, I'm glad I gave up that career in you, chemistry. That's right, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I love stacking shelves or whatever, you know. Like, and yeah, and yeah. I, think, I think that the, the ability to have options is invaluable. And I think the biggest thing is, I think it's absolutely invaluable to be able to think like a scientist. 
Or you mean when a problem comes a up? A problem comes up, like for anything in life. Yep. You know, you like, how can I science this? How can you, how can I science this? Well done, Cameron. Oh, he's waving his hands. I agree with that. I think the more people on the planet who can think rationally mm. and approach problems in a scientific manner, that, that can't be a bad thing. Uh, all right. So I've got some stats. So I was kind of thinking, I kind of have like this idea that everyone who got a PhD is rubbish. Like <laughs> anyone that I've seen get a PhD is rubbish. You mean recently? Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. And so what I've done is I've... Today I had a little sit down and I thought about everyone who obtained their PhD at the same time as me. Cool. And also some others that I kind of worked with closely during their PhD and what are they doing now? Mm. So like, was the PhD worth it to them? Yeah. Um, so and I have a few stats. And you've thought all these people were rubbish? No, I, <laughs> I think that I, I must... Well, I was then trying to think of all the rubbish people, and oh. I could only think of like two. So I think you know the rubbish ones just just stick. have yeah, a bigger yeah, yeah, place yeah, yeah. in yeah. my memory. That's always the case. Yeah, that's fair enough. Continue, Cameron. All right, so I came up with twenty people Ooh. who I either did my PhD with or I worked closely during their PhD. Yeah. Uh, all right, so of the twenty people, sixteen of them are still working in science. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so that's a lot higher than what I thought it was going to be when yeah. I started writing down this. It's yep. very high. So you're talking about in science research or science fields? Uh, science fields. Okay. Um, so there's a person who's working uh, at a company in yep. sales, yep. and I'm calling that still science because okay, it's science they're selling sales. scientific okay. equipment. Fine. Yeah, yep. fair enough. Uh, so that means four of them are in not science. Three of them are studying something else. Wow. And one of them uh, is in a just a, a different position. I thought you were going to say dead. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your mind goes... <laughs> that went to a dark place. <laughs> All right. Now, of the 16 people working in science, one of them has a permanent position. Well, hold on. You might know another person. Look... Oh, no, I, no, I didn't put Ashley in the yeah, list, actually. Yeah, yeah, so redo that. No. No. <laughs> this is my list. That's two, yeah, that's two people. Yeah. That's two yeah, people. I did do my PhD same time as Ashley. Yeah. All right, so oh, one of them yeah. has a permanent position. That's 5% of the 20 in my list. Mm. So that's pretty low. And I yeah. guess that's really the thing that kind of sticks in my brain that's really this, the, the thing that's hard for me at the moment is just that. But the fact is that all these people are working. Yeah, no one's unemployed. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a really yeah. good point. So, I mean, yeah. I didn't do my PhD the same time as you, Andy, and you're you're just partly employed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like to call it a working holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, so of the 16 people working in science, uh, 13 of them have moved from the city where they obtained their PhD in. Mm. So that's really showing that like you you if you do do a PhD you should be prepared to, to move. Move around absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 13 of the 16 people with jobs in science are working at a university or a research institution. Kind of showing how poor the industry is in Australia. So there's not a lot of industry-based jobs um, in Australia but the uh, good news is that um, a friend of the show, Paul G. Hey, Paul G. We love Hello, you, Paul, Paul G. How's He's going, recently Paul? Uh, got a new two-year contract. Yay! Yeah, what's uh, the sound but, for that? But... <laughs> uh, he's at the Fraunhofer Institute. Fraunhofer. Now, the, yeah, the, the permanent position thing uh, with just the one person... <laughs> I think it's not such a problem. I don't think because we're all, say, about 30, low 30-year-olds. 30 yeah. And so after that, it's going to start getting more and more difficult, I think, to be on short-term contracts. Yeah, time. absolutely. So you think that would be the... So lifestyle factors will mean people will start making the decision to leave. I think I, I have a feeling that, mm. say, after these, after these people have done their second or third postdoc position... Yeah they then will probably not want to move again. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's, yeah. that's my prediction. That can that's be crunch good. time, I think. Well done, Cameron. Good numbers. Brought some science to it. 
Our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. Yes. And today, are you trying to host? Are you trying to <laughs> yes host me? I'm agreeing with you. That's all <laughs> okay, we do. that's all. Oh, phew. Yeah. <sighs> Um, and today, the science this topic is from the forum from our competition winner, Paul G. Oh, did he ask this? Yes. Oh, Paul. It is <laughs> laundry. Mm. Do you do laundry every day? I, um, I, I don't do laundry. That's, I, I do spiders and I do the lawn. Ah, that's the Not division laundry. of labor. <laughs> Fine. Andy? Yeah, every day. Really? Yeah, it's just like... But you, how many clothes changes do you go through? Honestly, Kate, <laughs> I, I actually said, like, she's got costumes. She doesn't have clothes. Like, Kate's like, this is my gardening outfit. Uh-huh, so it's your so, garden. And then, yeah. boom, okay, now we're going out. Right, now it's a change of clothes. And, like, this is my work clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just constant costume changes at our house. Nearly, like, the clothing I wear, like, for going out and for gardening and for working mm. and for sleeping <laughs> is pretty well the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We you know s- that about you. Yeah. 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 What yeah. you're looking at right now is yeah. what I sleep in. Well, maybe not the belt. The tr- <laughs> <laughs> Sunglasses. What about the head. two pairs of glasses? I <laughs> <laughs> got <Like the> two pairs. Fuck it. All right. Go, Cameron. Sorry. Oh, wait, hang on. I'm hosting. Sorry. Go on, Cameron. Over to you. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Co-host Chris, thank you. All right, so you do laundry to kind of you you want to you're doing laundry to remove dirt and grime from clothes. Correct. All right, so dirt and grime are non-polar substances, uh, and so the way they're removed is they're following this principle of like dissolves like. Like so, uh, dissolves like. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, saying it like I'm wrong. <laughs> Um, so water is not polar, so actually isn't that good at getting rid of dirt and crime. So what people do is they add a detergent in. And so this is ambipolar, and so it's it can interact with the water, so it stays in the water, but also it can interact with the dirt and grime to remove it away. Mm, mm, mm. I'm zoning out, but yeah, keep going. Uh and so all you have to do then is add like some kind of mechanical mixing and then you'll get a get Ooh. some um I'm back with you. Clothes. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. All right. The problem is that uh, water in that situation, water doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just there just to, to fill up space. <gasps> yep. Ooh. Uh, and so and water can actually be quite damaging. So like natural wool, it kind of water kind of gets within the fibers and makes them spread apart. I have to say something right now. No, you don't. I did a lot of AFM on the corrosive effects of water on uh, keratin fibers. So Cameron's absolutely correct. Peer reviews. Oh, thanks. I was actually expecting the opposite. Uh, Yeah, that's right. No, no, you're correct. Uh, Not wrong. (laughs) And so why don't we just wash the clothes in all detergent? Oh, 100% detergent. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Isn't that what dry cleaning is? Exactly. Oh, <laughs> really? Yes. So uh, instead of so, there's no detergent involved in dry cleaning. It all it is is a non-polar solvent that com- that they it's, they pretty much just put it in a washing machine. Hmm. They fill it up with this non-polar solvent, and then they it still get, it still turns so, around. Yeah, and then it's this mechanical mixing. So it's huh. they're still submersed. Yeah. In I didn't. I thought they did it with like a. This is interesting. All right. I'm learning mm. something. Yep. So they've got a big vat of chemical. Yep. And they dunk it. Well, the, it's, it actually looks like a um, washing machine still. So they oh. they they chuck your clothes in. They they fill it with the chemical. They close yep. the lid. It gets mixed around, and then it comes wow. out. Wow. Okay. Ooh. You heard, uh, you heard it here, pee poppers. You're learning something. So the extra good effect of the solvent is that they normally will. Um, they're quite volatile, so they'll dry a lot faster as well. Yeah. And that might be where dry cleaning comes from. I don't really know. Yeah. All right. So dry cleaning started with just using petrol. Um, as oh my solvent. god! <laughs> Jesus! Oh my god! They fucked that up. Yeah. Well, it works. It cleans clothes really well. But then you stink like petrol, and you would tend to explode. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if the smell. The 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 real problem why is that there was some massive explosions. <laughs> yeah. In these cleaning plants. Also, just like, like I assume this is in an era when people would smoke a lot as well. <laughs> yeah. So the guy cleaning <laughs> got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Glug 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Where am I going to ash? Uh, into the liquid. 
It's all liquid. <laughs> That's my old person accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's your only worldly accent. I love it. Uh, all right. So after all these fires, they've gone through a few different things, but they've always been flammable mm. until someone found trichloroethylene. Right. Ooh. And so this uh, is not as flammable, and this is actually still what they're using today mm. in dry cleaning. The problem is that trichloroethylene was the first substance that the the health body in the US labelled as being carcinogenic. Oh, we're fucked. That's the uh, yeah. FDA, I think, yeah. Now, a lot of background. So my science what is, setup. is that I'm going to change the dry cleaning product mm-hmm. to be a non-toxic. Perfect. All right, so... When carbon dioxide is placed under high pressure above 300 degrees Kelvin, which is what, like, Chris? It's like Chris's loins. Uh, yeah, like Chris, <laughs> Chris's loin temperature, about 37 <laughs> degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's kind of human sticky, so that would be about 37 degrees, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Yeah. All right, so if we put CO2, Chris's loin temperature. Yeah, effectively but, put my loins. Yep. Under high pressure, so that's probably between the loins. Yeah, CLT. About 80, 80 degree, uh, 80 atmosphere of pressure. Yeah. Internal CLT. Yeah. It's just all water down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So under those conditions, high pressure and medium temperature, CO2 becomes super critical. So under oh, these like conditions, it's both a liquid and a gas. Is that what that shit is down there? <laughs> <laughs> I've always said it's super critical down there. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, my, my laundry machine is closer going in. Yep. CO2 gas is put in. The door's closed. Good. Temperature, 37, Chris's loin. Chris is sitting on it. Chris yep. is hugging it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pressure mm-hmm. increases mm-hmm. to 80 atmospheres. And then the CO2 becomes super critical, yep. which means that it expands to fill the space, but it acts like a liquid. Mm. Uh, and then the whole thing's getting tossed around. So we're getting this CO2 as the solvent to remove the dirt and the grime with the mechanical mixing. And then it, when you open the door and the pressure comes down, it's completely dry. Because it's CO2 goes back to being a gas. Mm. Cameron, you scienced that. I scienced it. Yeah, there's well a, lot of, a lot of science in that one. Well a done. Lot of now for a moderate amount of science. Hold on, I'm hosting again. Christopher, <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, I've given up. Like, yeah. just, all right. First of all, I've got some background. Oh, good. Yeah. Jesus, more. Because I looked at the, yeah, I looked at the word. I was like, laundry. Laundry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. Guess where it comes from? I'm going to tell you. Latin. It's from initially Old French. Oh, Jesus. Lavandier. Lavandier. Oh. Is that where lavender comes from as well? No idea. And that is a person who washes linen. And then it went from Old French to another word in Old French. It morphed to lavanderie. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Good old lavender. Is that a different meaning, or is it just same, just different word? Like how Chris was T-bone and now is T-bag. Well, he was never T-bone, but never I, really. I, yeah, get, I get your thing. Yeah, yeah. thank Chris's you. Chris's dad is T-bone. And then yeah. Middle English huh. was lavendry. Oh. And I assume someone got confused with the lavatory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Middle English and English kind of combined because English was launder. Mm-hmm. And now we get laundry, and that appeared in the early 16th century. So it came oh, from French. There we are. Mm. Looked right. it up. Not anything to do with my science. This. Yeah. Thought it was interesting. Okay. Anyway, what is laundry? Dirty clothes. Dirty clothes. There is a. I'm glad I got that right. Sure. Well done. <laughs> there is a four-part combined process to washing. Yep. Okay. First of all, dirtying the clothes. I'm not talking about that bit. <laughs> I'm talking about the actual act of washing the clothes, oh, right? Okay. Yeah. First of all, we need time. Okay. Second, we need chemical action. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Third one is mechanical action. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one is heat or temperature. Yep. Those four things are the cornerstones of laundry. Now, obviously, if you reduce the temperature, you need to fill up the other like you need to kind of help it out by increasing the other ones so if you reduce the temperature you need to increase the mechanical action okay, yeah. recre- increase the time or yeah. increase the chemical action yep. right anyway 
So those are my four things. I'm going to optimize them all. I'm going to optimize them all to be perfect for the standard laundry cycle because mm. they're not optimized at the moment as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, for me, the optimum is just the shortest time possible. Right. So for you, yours would have no time but uh-huh. infinite chemical action. Happy with that. <laughs> infinite mechanical action. Happy with that. infinite temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Can clothing withstand infinite temperature? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? So what I'm doing is to test for chemical action, mm-hmm. I'm getting the people with the most sensitive skin I can find. And I'm washing my clothes with maximum, I'm with increasing chemical action. And the moment they start getting a bit itchy and a bit irritable, boom, back it off a little bit. There's my max chemical. Ah. See, I oh, thought your chemical okay, action okay. would be limited by the price of the chemicals. No, no, don't care. Don't be sure about oh, that. Okay, this yeah. is, Sorry. This that, is the, it was a silly question. It was. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> good. I'm pleased you recognize that, Cameron. Time. Mm-hmm. How the hell do we decide the best time? Cameron, for you, it would be zero. Shortest possible. In but and out. In, in Close and out. the door, open the door. From Chris's, <laughs> Chris's uh, childhood of thinking about the year 2000. That's right. That's right. Chris, how long how long would you consider too long for washing? Uh so I accidentally put on a two hour cycle a couple That's of, too long, a couple of months it? ago and I have to say that was way too long. <laughs> um so when I put on our regular cycle, which is twenty minutes, yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I, right. I I can go off and but, do a couple of things. So twenty I mean, minutes. Chris, awesome. with your O C D, I imagine when you turn that laundry machine on, you Look, are sitting there yeah, watching, watching it. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to leave the room just in case Whatever you think happens. Something could go wrong. Something could go Something wrong. Could go Better wrong. touch the knob. Something could go wrong. So, <laughs> because there's wildly different expectations on what a good time is, mm-hmm. I'm lining up 100 people so I can turn it into a percentage easily. Statistically significant <laughs> yeah. number yeah. of people. Yeah. And, and, and easy maths. That's good, that's yeah, good And easy maths. Easy, you know, win-win for everyone. So, yep. I'm turning on the machine... <laughs> and when fifty percent of them start start complaining, okay, that's my time. Ah, okay, all right. Okay. So we got sensitive skin has has decided my maximum chemical I can use. Uh-huh. This has decided my maximum time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I have to decide. Well, how much mechanical action? <laughs> yep. So the same hundred people are going to be in a quite a small room with the washing machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to slowly ramp up the uh, mechanical action. <laughs> Stop saying mechanical action. The agitation. <laughs> the mechanical action. So All it's right, going to be. ramping it up. I'm and the ramping person's, it up. The person's in the room. I mean, they're, this is crazy. In, 100 people are in the room. <laughs> and when 50% of the people start going, <laughs> I'm a bit scared. <laughs> I think that's enough mechanical action. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening to the clothes at that level of mechanical action? I don't give a shit, mate. This is laundry. (laughs) This is science, Chris. This is science. But there could be rags at the end of it. No, don't give a shit, mate. I'm science in laundry. All right. So. The clothing is irrelevant. (laughs) All right. 50 people have said, that's a fair bit of mechanical action. Oh, God. That's too much. 50% are in the room going, oh. Why has he locked us in here? I feel a bit unsafe. <laughs> and the last thing is temperature. Yep. So I'm getting the same hundred people. Oh, of course you are. These people are suffering, <laughs> suffering badly. And uh-huh. you know, they're going to be a wide selection of variety, like a yeah. of society. So there's going to be like teenagers and children yep. and of old people yep. in wheelchairs. Like this guy. Like Chris T-Bag Gibson. So, Thank you. Thank you. So... What I want, obviously, with the temperatures, I don't want to damage the clothes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it is actually one of the things I think with mechanical action. If you cause a little bit of a roughage, it's not gonna, it's not gonna cause too much damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean, chaps? You know what I mean? I do. Giving you a little scratch. Give you a little scratch doesn't work. Doesn't bother me. My clothes have got holes in them anyway, so it doesn't matter. But mm. turn up the heat too much, you're wearing charcoal. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that's what would happen first. Yeah. 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 You so turn anyway. into diamonds. Yeah. So what I'm doing right. is there's no longer, so there's 100 people in a room and there's no longer like a washing machine in there. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a dry sauna. Ooh. Okay. And I'm 
they're all wearing different fabrics. So some people wearing wool, some people wearing polyester. Yeah, I mean, there's a hundred different people. There's a hundred people. It's just going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Unless it's like the Silk Appreciation Society yeah. of South yeah. Australia. Anyway, denim. And I'm just turning up the temperature. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Just turning up the temperature. And the moment, like, how much? A how lot. many of them? Oh, a lot of them. Not fifty percent of them. Well, like when all of the clothes. Have been singed off them. <laughs> okay. I'll back it off ten percent. <laughs> yep. There's my max ten. Wouldn't you want Jesus. wouldn't you want no singed clothes? No, no. I just You're want happy with some singed. I'm happy with some singe. As long as it makes it quicker. Exactly. As so, long as it reaches your desert the best. Uh, the best. That's right. Boom. That's some fucking good laundry right there. Yeah. Scienced. Science. Science. Okay. Clean, clean singed rags. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've had some science. Now let's have a science this without very much science at all. So I've got two. Uh-huh. The yeah. first one is yeah. I think a little mediocre. Well then don't, well, don't say, say it. it. But I like it. So I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> so what do I hate about washing clothes? The actual washing part it. doesn't really bother me a great deal. I mean, you're not doing a lot there, are you? Well, yeah. It's just you know some water that goes in that I don't control, a little bit of detergent, whatever. What I hate is the hanging out. I really hate yep. hanging out clothes. Agreed. So I have a washing machine. When it's finished, door opens, it tilts, clothes fall out onto a conveyor belt. I like that that's oh. the only mechanism you can think of that would get clothes out. Gravity. <laughs> Chris's whole house gets tilted on the side. <laughs> clothes fall out onto conveyor belt. Conveyor belt's like a mesh. And as a conveyor yeah. belt, so it's kind of like a carousel that you get your uh, your luggage on, you okay. know? And so it right. goes around in a loop. Yeah, but this airport. is in yep. in your house, in the in the walkways of your house. Money and space is not an option. Okay, right. So this is this is the Gibson science. This. So let's expand our minds. Okay, expand. Let's go crazy. Coming from the guy who just had a hundred people <laughs> singeing and mechanical actioning his clothes. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the carousel loops back yep. into the washing machine. Yep. So it goes back. The clothes will go around the carousel, then back into the washing machine. I'll explain why in a second. Oh, good. As they're going sense. around on the mesh, you have air being blown from beneath and above. Yeah. And you've got heating elements all along there. Yeah. So that's drying the clothes with uh, air pressure and with temperature. Yeah. Now, as it comes around, the clothes are fed back into the washing machine. There's a spin cycle. And then they go back onto the conveyor belt and the procedure continues until the clothes are completely dry. And then you're done. Now, the reason you have to do it a couple of times is because of the mesh. There are going to be certain small contact points that will not get exposed right. to the air and potentially a temperature. So you have to do it a couple of times. Gibbo. And it's all dry and that's it. No hanging out of clothes. Say goodbye to the peg industry. But what about... <laughs> have you... <laughs> Do you have a dryer at your house? We we do. We do. Are we you just do. describing a dryer? <laughs> can't can't like okay. So. We do, but the problem with the dryer is it uses a lot of electricity. <laughs> 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 <And> my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my conveyor belt system is powered <laughs> by <laughs> By um, batteries and solar power. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, the heat comes from the sun. See, I just realised um, <laughs> what Cameron said, so I had to come up with something. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So, Gibbo. All right. Gibbo. So that's, that's the first one. Gibbo. So, that's the first one. First All right. One. Okay. But now comes the next one this one i got a now, good this is outside this one. the box this one all right there's, you, a, there's a picture involved that you guys have to comment on and we'll put on the uh the facebook page i hate doing laundry right yeah i really hate it so why do we do laundry to clean clothes clean boring why clothes. do we wear clothes huh why because you'd get Cameron seat or sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I am glad for clothes. <laughs> so I think one of the main reasons we wear clothes is just to kind of keep warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I want a world where we don't need clothes. It's global warming. I want, 
He's there. He's there already. <laughs> I want a world where the ambient temperature is so warm, the clothing is 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 a hassle. He's actually it's a pain just in a the pain ass. in the ass. Yeah, okay, good. So we are increasing global warming. So my answer actually gets rid of the whole problem of climate change. Climate change, we don't have to worry well, about it anymore. It's not a problem anymore. It's an advantage. Exactly. So <laughs> fossil fuels, more cars, more gas. Stop doing research into nuclear fusion. It's a waste of time anyway. Fission reactors gone. Get rid of the windmills. Yep. Get rid of w- wind turbines. Stop all this green energy research. Preach. Sorry, Cameron. I know you did some stuff on solar cells, and you did too, didn't you? I used to. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just a waste of time because we're increasing <laughs> the temperature. It's fine. I've left. But CO two is not the best greenhouse gas. Methane is much better. Mm-hmm. Methane, I think, is about twenty times better. Yeah. What produces a lot of methane? You. I do. <laughs> yeah, you so, do. So, oh, I found an even better idea. We're just going to clone me. <laughs> loads of me. I hadn't even thought of that. No, no, I'm not doing cloning this week. Meat, cows, beef. Oh. We need more beef. We need more people to eat more beef to increase that industry so the cows produce more poo and more methane because methane will increase the temperature of the planet quicker than carbon dioxide. Therefore, we need to be rolling around in meat to the point where, for those people... This sounds like a gay who, club. Wait a minute. For those people who are uncomfortable initially without, with wearing clothes, yep. how, do they, how can they help increase meat production apart from eating it? Don't know. I give you... I know what it's going to be. Meat Man. <laughs> Describe the picture I've just shown you. It's a man wrapped entirely in meat. This picture is going to be put on the Facebook page. And this is for those people who are a little shy but still want to in- help increase global warming. They can wear meat suit. Now, what do you Yuck. do with meat suit after you've worn it? Eat it. I'm, a- I'm ahead on- again. You are ahead of the game tonight. Oh, my God. You eat it. You eat it. Can I not eat the bit near his anus? Yeah, you don't necessarily have to eat that. You could chuck that away. And that's and so therefore that helps increase meat production, helps increase um, methane, helps uh, increase global temperature, helps us not have to wear clothes and therefore gets rid of laundry. Also get rid of all the forests, anything that actually, um, <laughs> you know, anything that consumes carbon dioxide. We just level all that shit out of the way. Just concrete things it. up. We've simplified our life. See you later. Gre- no, there, there is no more greenhouse effect yeah. problem because we're embracing the greenhouse effect. It's the greenhouse initiative. And that is how I get rid of laundry. And that's how I science it. Now, I would usually say boom. But I'm going to say today I'm saying you've just been served. Some meat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Music is provided by the excellent Adelaide-based band Voice From. Check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, join in the forum, buy the merchandise, and leave us a review wherever you get this podcast. Cameron, sponsor for the week. You were just listening to Publish, Perish, or Podcast, brought to you this week by our actual kind of future sponsor BHP Billiton oh yeah thank you BHP the uh, yeah, funders thanks. of Teabag's um, linkage grants <laughs> I prefer Big T now <laughs> alright Teabag farewell Big T says farewell farewell Teabag and listeners bye from Teabag and me